and a very good afternoon if you've just joined us. This is Tim Beveridge of the Weekend Collective. Tim Roxburgh away this weekend because he's been busy on the overnights and so he'll be recovering at the moment. Um, 0800 80 10 80 is the number text 9292 and welcome to Smart Money. For this hour, we're joined by, well, actually all of our guests are our faves. I keep saying it every time. It's going to wear a bit, a bit thin, but um, it, it, he is a regular contribution and friend of the show. It's Martin Hawes. How are yeah, you? Hi there. hi there, Tim. And I guess those all-nighters would take a bit of recovery from too, wouldn't they? Well, he hasn't done one for a while, and we've, you know, nobody's, everyone's aware that we've got a, a bit of a had a bit of a change of things around here, around the overnights and, and different hosts with the the departure of our dear uh, Bruce. Um, so yeah, Tim hasn't done a, an overnight for four years, I think. So. You'll be, you'll be feeling marvellous. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh, should we? No. Um, how, how are things in your neck of the woods? Very, very well, thanks. Beautiful day here in Christchurch. Oh, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Mm. Um, actually, mm. of course, it's looking a bit dark because we, we see the... Um, is it is it still light down there at the moment, or is it sort of turned where you guys are darker? Uh, it's sort of it's twilightish. We're a long way to the east here in, in Christchurch, so uh, we probably, um, you know, it probably gets dark here a bit earlier than some other places in the South Island. But mm. um, uh, it's uh, it's still light outside. I wouldn't want to leave the newspaper outside. I don't think, but um, <laughs> uh, it's not too bad. Good. Um, now, uh, by the way, for you, those who are listening, if you've got any questions for Martin, uh, and you are actually, we, not most of our people, we don't normally aren't able to describe people as financial advisor, but you are actually a financial advisor, although you won't be giving specific financial advice uh, to people in the context of the show, correct? No, that's that's right, and I'm I'm not actually practicing anymore. I'm not um, oh. I'm not taking on new clients. Haven't been for a little while, and I will probably surrender my license quite soon. Oh, really? Um, wow. In which case, I'll then just be a a writer, a speaker. Have I left my run too late to be able to front up and say, <laughs> look, I've got a spare mill I need you to play around with? Yes, yes, you have actually. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, now the share. Look, if you've got any questions for Martin, we're going to kick off the show talking about the share market um, because I'm seeing a, that there's a headline that caught my. Um, I haven't really been following the, the market, the share market much, um, and I've got no stake in it, um, which is I'm not sure if that's a bad or a terrible indictment on me. But um, the headline of the Herald is: Will this market crash drive a new generation of investors away from? Shares. First question, I guess, Martin, is what is happening with share markets over the last six months to a year? Yes, six six months they've been going down. The uh, S and P five hundred, which is the sort of broad measure of um, of the biggest uh, U.S. companies, that's down twenty percent. The Nasdaq, which has got a lot of technology companies in it and so forth, that's down thirty percent, uh, and that reflect well, it reflects a number of things. But it it went especially well last year and the year before, and it has done really for for um, a couple of decades, really. Um, and so it's been hit. It's 30%. been hit, hit a bit hard. Yeah, it's, been, it's down. And and Tim, you do have a stake in the share market because you'll have, we've oh. talked before, and yeah. you've got a KiwiSaver account, yes. and that will have some shares in it. Now, you may not be getting regular reports from your KiwiSaver provider. I don't, I don't know, or if you are, maybe you're not uh, reading them. But you definitely, a lot of the people who are listening to this in one way or another will have a stake in shares in New Zealand and around the world. And and I think, you know, that's a good thing because if you stand back and think of what the share market is, all of this is a, a way of buying and selling bits of businesses. Yeah. Um, and it always... No, I like that way you describe it. It sounds less scary because, um, 
Yeah, anyway, you carry on. I'll yeah, tell yeah, my tragedy yeah. Story. Well, it, well, it is scary, but it, it's scary because it's very transparent and it drives the prices up higher than what they deserve, and then it pushes them down lower than what they deserve. Now that gives um, an active trader a lot of opportunity to to buy low and to sell high, um, but it is scary for a lot of people because. You know, I, I might have a client who did have um, uh, that million dollars that you were talking about, uh, and you know they could put their money into the market and find a couple of months later that the million dollars they put in is now nine hundred thousand, um, uh, and even even less th- than that. Now, I wouldn't have ever had anyone who was a hundred percent in shares. Yeah. Um, but even even if they had say a balance fund, they could over a couple of months because of the volatility of shares, they they could see what would appear to be significant losses. Now, providing you hold on Mm. and can withstand the scariness of those ups and downs, shares should produce about a 10% return uh, over the very long term. Um, And so they are a very good investment and deserve to be in um, uh, KiwiSaver accounts and and all, all investment portfolios, really. Yeah. But they do provide high returns at the cost of volatility. If you like, the volatility, this 20% or 30% fall that we're seeing in, in shares mm. at the moment is the price of the higher returns that you get um, out of shares over long periods of time. Actually, you've just raised something there. Um, you've raised a few things there, but you're talking about you've you've had very – you don't know if you've had anyone who is 100% in shares. Um, no, I don't think so. What What is the stand? What is what? We'll get back onto the share market in just a moment. But um, yeah. while I'm thinking about it, what is the sort of general, what's the average split of people's investments? Um, if you could allocate a a, a frac, you know, some sort of yeah. broad fractional percentage to. Yeah, it's there. There is no average, and we've stumbled onto the most important thing in all of investment and it's something called it's got a flash name asset allocation but that is just a flash name for what percentage of shares and and listed property do you have in a portfolio so these are the higher returning but more volatile investments and so if you had say 50% uh, of a um, of a portfolio or your KiwiSaver uh, fund in shares and listed property, uh, that would be called a balanced fund. And I would say most people are probably in a balanced fund and that would have 50 or maybe maybe yeah. as much as 60% in, in shares and property. Um, there are a few people who might be in, in growth or even aggressive uh, KiwiSaver funds or have, yeah. have a portfolio that's, that's ag- aggressive. And that might have, you know, 80% in shares and property. The balance yeah. is in fixed interest investments and cash. And they're the more stable ones, but they are lower returning. Well, that especially, mm. I mean, even Rabobank, I saw I got a letter from, I mentioned this yesterday, got a letter from the Rabo Plus, you know, people saying that the, they popped the interest rate up to 1.5% or something or something. Well, maybe it was 1.8, maybe I'm being stingy, but I remember thinking, God, that's pretty miserly, isn't it? It's pretty miserly when you've got inflation running at nearly 7%. 
So if you if you took that one point six percent offer and you invested in that for and and inflation stayed the same as it is now, mm. then you'd pay tax on that. So that one point six percent that might come <laughs> down to something like one percent. But you in, in spending power terms, you've got inflation running at seven percent. So so you're actually you're six percent worse off in spending power terms. Blimey. So if you saved, if, if you put that money aside to buy, let's say, a television set in 12 months' time, theoretically, you'd be 6% short mm. if, the, if, the, if the television set went up with, uh, with ordinary inflation. So that's not a good idea. You know, money in the bank and fixed interest, unless you're using it for um, stabilising a portfolio, then you know it, it's not a good idea for a, a, an investment at, at the moment. Shares and property, of course, they've taken a hammering. They've 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 not remained stable. They've not produced over the last six months that one percent. They've pr- produced probably negative twenty percent, um, and yeah. so you're you're even worse off. How- but at least over long periods of time, you've got a chance that you're going to get a decent return out of shares. Whereas yeah. you know a, a term deposit now for say the next couple of years, it, it might give you three and a half percent, but it, it's going to be under the rate of inflation. So you'll actually be worse off in spending power terms. So just so the stats again on the fall, it was the NASDAQ you said was 30%. What was the yep. other one? The um... uh, standard, standard, poor, standard and Poor's 500. So that's yep. the big American company, top 500 companies in, in the US. Can't tell you exactly what uh, the New Zealand market's down, but it'll be down pretty significantly over the last six months as well. Are there would would there be if you have your fund being man your share fund being you know it's it's in a fund that's being managed by by um uh, well um, a company that's yep. diversified sort of portfolio and all that sort of thing yeah how much would you expect the falls that you've been witness to be mitigated by simply the fact that smart people are in charge of your money. A little bit, but not a lot. Mm. Um, I'm actually <laughs> looking. At, I'm looking at Berkshire Hathaway. Um, yeah. Because, I didn't realise how much those shares are worth. Um, yes. Um, so at one stage, I guess you could have bought shares in a, a Berkshire Hathaway share for a, what a few dollars um, yep. when they first lo- um, listed, and now they're at, for one share four hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars. Yes. Wow. Yes, they- They've done, I think, since the late 50s or early 60s, something like 20% per annum, not every year, but on average, uh, over that period of time. Well, when five, they, five years they, ago, they were at 249. And, yes, so they've doubled. And they peaked. Actually, they've dropped only in the last two, two months. They've dropped from 538,000 to 478. Yeah. That's not a bad performance, I guess. No. No, it's it's not. One of the one of the best examples I've been giving. It's not so good now because of what's happened to them very recently. Is Amazon. So Amazon's been listed on the share market for twenty four years. If you had bought a one share in Amazon twenty four years ago, it would have cost you about a dollar fifty. It was it was actually more, but the shares have been split at that time. Yeah. A couple of months ago, one Amazon share was $3,200, and I did a little bit of work on that. That was a 37% per annum return for 24 years. <laughs> Actually, you know, I've, so, just lo- I've just looked at the Berkshire Hathaway price while we're talking. This is trivia, but it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's for the maximum lifetime of the, the share that they, they've got there, it was $7,100 in no- June 1990. 
Yep. Uh, so what's that? 30 years ago. And yep. now they're 479,000. Yes. Wow. And, and, and one of the things about um, Berkshire Hathaway shares is it's that... Almost, uh, oops, you, sorry, you, carry on. They, they do have B shares as well, and they're quite a lot less. I couldn't tell you what they were today, were today but they might be uh, a couple of hundred dollars. And, of course, you can go on the Hatch or the shares um, um, platforms yep. and buy a part of one of their shares. One of the wonderful things about Shearsies and Hatch is that they 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 are able to break down these very expensive looking shares that that you know in the old days you just couldn't afford to buy one Berkshire Hathaway share, um, but you can buy a, a, a fraction of one share using those platforms. Wow. Um, now, speaking of this, is it a crash that we're seeing right now in the stock market? Uh, it's probably not a crash, but it is a bear market. A bear market is defined as a market that's fallen 20%. And um, although I said before that the Standard Poor's 500 was down 20%, I think it's 198 or something, so it's not quite in the bear market territory, uh, the, NAS, the NASDAQ is. But these are just they're just sort of heuristics. They're rules of thumb that we we, we talk yeah, yeah. about. They don't really mean anything as such. Um, it's better to actually give the number of you know of the amount that the, the market is down from its peak. Do so. The question around it is when the, when we do see a slump in the market, which is pretty dramatic. Um, does it does it drive people away from the share markets long term? Is that what we're seeing? What do you think? I think we may see some of that with Hatch and Shearsy's people. I think um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Shearsy's got something like half a million members now. And um, a lot of these people will be quite inexperienced. I go back to the 1987 crash, and there are still families. In fact, at one stage, almost every family had an uncle or a grandfather or something who would say, oh, don't go near those shares. We lost so much money in those. You know, they're, they're, um, they're terrible. And that that drove a lot of people away from shares. And and, and some of those people have, have never come, come back. And the big fear is that with this market uh, fall that we've got going on at the moment, that that will mean... Uh, people who aren't experienced, some of these, you know, the bigger, biggest percentage in Hatch and Shearsies are younger people, and they wouldn't, won't have had experience of this. They'll look at this and they'll, it'll put them off maybe for life, which would be a hell of a pity because I keep coming back to if you go, if you buy stuff in the share market, all you're doing is buying a fraction of a business. And we Kiwis, we're very happy going into business. Mm. You know, the minute the check for our redundancy payment dries, we will race off and go into business. Or as fast as we can say, I'll be my own boss, we go into business. We're a, a nation of small businesses. We're very happy doing that. But for some reason, we are less happy with the volatility in shares. That volatility volatility is largely about transparency. You can mm. see what the price of your shares is every minute of every day. And whereas yeah, as opposed to the, the days of the newspaper where you'd open up once a day and have a look. That's right. But also as opposed to the value of the house that you live in or the value of the rental property you own, or the value of the small business that you own. You're not getting these market messages 
all day, every day, because you're not putting your house up for sale and you're not putting your business up for sale. But they are probably, if you if you did put your house up for sale, that would probably be just about as val- um, as volatile as um, as the shares. You know, because you've got buyers and sellers and shares, and they're responding to every little bit of news that comes out in the news cycle. Um, you know, that's driving their behaviour. David Longy famously said. You know that uh, people in in the markets behave like reef fish. That is a, a shadow goes or comes across across them, and they dart one way and then they dart the other, mm. um, and that drives the market up and it drives the market market down. But as long as you're patient and as long as you're not influenced by mm. the down parts of that market and you hold on to shares over long periods of time, um, they are the best performing yeah. investment. Would that be your advice to people who own sharesies and and hatching these other things? If they are, if they've taken a bit of a hit because they've been, well, they've been just dabbling and they might have been quite happy over the past year or so, and all of a sudden, bang! What would your advice be to them? Would it be sort of just hang on or, or and and what, wait to ride it out or or what? Yeah, yeah, yes. Look, there's an old investment saying there are millions of old investment sayings, but one of the key ones, and I, I this is my mantra brush my teeth by this one, buy, buy in gloom and sell in boom. So we haven't got boom going on at the moment. This is not a time to sell. This is a time just to sit tight and if you possibly can to buy. You know, one of the things I think Shearsies is noticing, or maybe it's Hatch, one of them, um, is that people who have been putting money regularly into shares via their platforms, instead of putting $100 uh, a month and, you know, they're putting $20 a month or something like smaller amounts. So they should be doing 200 Exactly. Yes, exactly. They should be increasing up. Because, I mean, look, I've got kids and family and I had had years pursuing a a career as a a singer, so I haven't had a lot of spare cash to go with, but I did have money as a teenager in Briley's and every part-time job I had, um, I used to stick money in, and it uh, it actually grew in a few years from being worth about fifteen hundred dollars to being worth thirty thousand with my extra investments. But then it crashed. Right. But then it crashed, and yes. I've never been back in the market since, apart from my Kiwi Saver. <laughs> I guess that's because yeah. I just I didn't know much about it. I my mum would just say, "Well, if you got a spare part-time job, buy up those extra." You know, consolidate those odd bits. Maybe you could buy odd bits of shares. You could buy yeah, 33, yes, 42, odd, and then you could, which were <laughs> which were worth almost nothing. But you could mm-hmm. combine them all, and all of a sudden they were worth. And I did a bit of that, not knowing yes. much. Just do what Mum told me, and and then I suggested to her maybe I should sell out. They're worth quite a lot, and she said, "Oh, they'll be fine." And she was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're you're classic. I mean, you've been put off shares. I, I, I what I keep coming back to is. Absolute basics. All you're doing is buying a bit of a business. So do you want to own that business? And and my my yardstick on this stuff is that if I had enough money to buy all of this business, would I buy all of this business? So, for example, uh, Ebos Group, um, yeah. um, a seller of um, of animal and, and vet products, and also medic, medical products. Um, uh, that might be say that might have a total market value to buy the whole lot might be four billion dollars. Now, I don't have four billion dollars, but I have say ten thousand dollars, so I can go and buy some of their shares. And my yardstick is, I just say to myself, so if I had 
if I had $4 million, would I go buy go and buy all of this company? If the answer to that is, well, I don't know enough about it, no, I probably, or I do know enough and I, and I probably wouldn't, then what am I doing buying a little sliver of it? So you just, okay. you know, we, as, as Kiwis, we go out and we buy businesses or we start up businesses and we sell business businesses quite happily. That's all you're doing on the share market. Um, is, is just buying businesses. If you like a business, if you think that business is going to do well, if you think it's in a good industry, it's got good people, then you know, buy a little sliver of it, a fraction of it. You're not not going to own all of it. And okay. and the the other big difference, I suppose, is that other people are managing it for you. But some of those people are very smart, and and you know, they're very good managers or they're very good directors and so mm. forth. And they they'll they do better than you would do. You know, certainly certainly for me anyway. I mean, if I took over. But, you know, if I was managing my own business to compare my business with um, some of these other businesses which are professionally managed, they'll be way better than I am. Actually, we might delve into that because in this bear market where you say it's, you know, buy and gloom, sell and doom, um, it might, we might, we'll take a break in a moment, Martin, but might delve into how you actually make those decisions if you're someone in shares yeah. and dabbling. Uh, the, the other little just aside I want to throw in there is that there is one person who can actually think about buying the whole company, and it's Elon Musk. And I'm, yes, one, I'm yes, wondering what. Right. I'm, I'm not sure where he's at with Twitter now. Is he? Is he? No, I, I think they're in a bit of a Mexican standoff. I think they've. Um, uh, I think they're back negotiating. I wonder um, if he's going uh, cold on it. It is a yeah, lot of it was, money. Mm-hmm, mm. It was forty-four billion US dollars or something. Mm. So, call it you know sixty billion New Zealand dollars. It's Ooh. quite a lot of money, all right? Wow. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. uh, mm. Anyway, we'll be back with we'll be back with uh, Martin Hawes, a financial advisor. After this, it's uh, twenty-eight minutes past five. If you've got any questions, but what I want to dig into is okay. Uh, we're in a, in a technic, you know, heading around this the area of it being a bear market, and yet if you are to follow that that maxim of buying in gloom, how are you going to make your decisions? If you're a sharesies or a hatch person, you don't really know a hell of a lot. What's the best way to find out where you should put your hundred bucks or your two hundred bucks or your fifty or your five hundred? Oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty. If you've got any uh, thoughts or questions for Martin, he's a good man to to quiz. So get on to get on the blower. Oh eight hundred eighty ten eighty with Tim Beveridge, the Weekend Collective. This is Smart Money on News Talk ZB. Welcome back to the Weekend Collective. This is Smart Money. Tim Beveridge with Martin Hawes, financial advisor. We've got the full board of calls lined up. By the way, just later on the, towards the uh, end of the hour, we're going to be doing the Jurassic World Dominion competition for those who are staying tuned for that. But meanwhile, we're talking about. Um, well, I've sort of shifted the goalpost to um, if you're going to be buying in gloom. Um, how do you go about it is the question and your advice or your questions for Martin Hawes. John, hello. Oh, hello. Um, I find it rather mind-boggling because, you see, when you say uh, fixed interest is no good because I would have thought, see, I would have thought put money in fixed interest at the moment, even though you know, the rates are higher, they're going up, whereas if you buy into a share market which is falling, You've got no idea when it's going to recover. Yeah. No, you don't. You don't, John. And that's uh, there's an old saying. Again, I can I could uh, do old sayings for the rest of the day, but there's a, a an old saying that nobody rings a bell at the bottom. But what I would be <laughs> I would be saying for somebody who's got a bit of cash is that it's a lot better time to buy shares now than it was say six months ago, and although the bottom 
in my view, probably hasn't yet been reached, I would be drip feeding into the market about now. And those people, I was, you know, a lot of what I was talking about before were the shares these hatch people who were putting, say, $100 a month in. Um, it, it, it concerns me that they've done that quite happily when share prices were high. They were paying a lot for their shares, but they stopped doing it when share prices are low. Um, there's a, there's a, um, an, an, another saying that I quote a lot, is, um, and I think this was from Baron Rothschild, who said, you buy when there's blood in the streets. In other words, when things are at their worst um, or, or apparently at their worst, that's the, that's the time to buy. But I'm, I'm not saying, John, that, that, um, you know, that today is the bottom or anything, but I, I think if you, if you would drip, if you drip fed your money in over the, over the next six months, I think when you looked at that in 10 years time or even five years time, you'd be very glad you did. Well, that's a long time away though, isn't it? I mean, five years' time. Yeah. No, well, no, no, John, it's not. Not for shares. And, no, and, but it is, the, it is the some people, I mean. Well, they shouldn't be in the share I market. Mean, if, they're, um, if, if they're going in for less than that, hmm. they, they probably shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, well, it probably feels like a long time if you're earning 1.5% in the cash fund. <laughs> so <that'd> be, <laughs> it's relative, isn't it, I guess? Wouldn't it be, Martin? Are you, yeah. Five years would feel, if you locked your money in for, for five years at 1.5% or 2%, You'd be feeling it was a long time, so. Yes, but but there's a you know John John I you know we've got a key point here, and that is that that you you put you put money into the share market that you're not going to need for an absolute minimum of three years, but probably five and, okay. and even more likely ten. Okay. Um, very few periods over where people have put their money into the share market. Um, for ten years that they haven't done well. See, I'd be almost always. I'd be wanting to see results in sixty days, but that's. <laughs> anyway, I love that expression. By the way, nobody rings the bell at the bottom. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> there goes the bell. <laughs> okay. And and the other saying on that one is that is that only one person buys right at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and and what that's telling us is, you know, it's unlikely to be you, and, and it's uh, even yeah. less likely to be me, probably. Yeah. So for all the analysis you do, you're probably not going to be that person. So yeah. just be satisfied with the fact that share prices are lower now. They yeah. could get lower still, but yeah. this generally, um, this you know, this year and maybe into next year is a is a better time to buy shares than when things were ripping along and booming. Yeah. I guess the challenge is for people to find that extra cash too with the way things are. But yes, yeah, um, exactly. And that's mm -hmm. why it's even better news if you have got the money perhaps. Um, look, let's take some more calls. Rodney, hello. Uh, yes, Martin. I was wondering if you could tell me how does the futures market work? Because I've got money invested in managed funds and I've been watching some stuff on the future markets and wondering how that works. Yeah, futures market's highly geared, so you um, you get much bigger profits but much bigger losses, and it tends to be for short-term traders uh, and the likes of managed funds who are looking for a quick um, um, uh, a, a quick exposure. What what the future market futures market contract says is that one person promises to buy and another person promises to sell. A, an index or a, a, a synthetic share portfolio. So something like the Standard & Poor's 500, which I was talking about before, which is effectively the top 500 companies in, in the US. So that it could be a contract to buy or to sell that. 
and those contracts are very highly geared. That is, for a very small amount of money, you take control of, or you, 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 um, in terms of if you're the buyer, or you um, lose control of if you're the seller. Um, of a very, very large number of shares. So it's very highly geared and a very small change in the value of the market can make a big change to the amount of money that you've got that you make as a profit or that or you lose. Um, I, I, I think most people should really, the vast majority of, of uh, small private investors should forget about the futures market. Yeah. Okay. okay, thank you. Good on you, Rodney. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that stuff. You you see, uh, people who have been um, financial investors and traders and stuff who you know you always hear about the good stories, but no one's going <laughs> to get up and say, "Hey, guess what? I lost a million yeah. on the futures." Yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That, that's yeah, yep. We 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 talk about our our profits, not our losses. Yeah. Now, that, yeah. I'm, I was yeah. hoping there'd be another expression uh, to go along <laughs> with my favourite this hour, which is nobody rings a bell at the bottom. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we'll take some more calls yeah. after this, Martin. Um, yeah. It is 21 and a half minutes to 6 News Talk ZB. Tim Beveridge is a smart money with uh, financial advisor Martin Hawes. Uh, buying and gloom, um, what do you reckon? You got any questions for Martin? Give us a call because I'm going to I'm gonna quiz him after the break. It's uh, oh, 20, what did I say? I said what the time was. It's 21 to 6. Welcome back to Smart Money. This is uh, Tim Beveridge on the Weekend Collective with Martin Hawes, uh, financial advisor. We're talking about buying and gloom. Uh, well, we're going to now because, uh, Martin, I'm going to ask you before we go to our next caller, if you are playing around with the sharesies or hatch one of these uh, sort of personal share purchasing apps, at what uh, are there any rules of thumb if we are going to be looking that we're in a bear market, prices are down, there's not quite blood on the streets, but uh, as we were talking about before, but what guidance could you give someone who is thinking, okay, I might spend a hundred or two hundred bucks uh, a week or a month buying some shares? Where would I put my money? I I would just I'd simply look for good good businesses. You know Warren Buffett, who just cuts to the chase every time, uh, said uh, the the key to his success has been to find good businesses and to buy them at a fair price. He's not even talking about buying bargains. He's just looking at good businesses which he can own for very long periods of t- periods of time and which will which will make profits and those profits will will increase. If if I look. Um, at where in the areas that I'm particularly interested in the moment, you know, it's just about all technology uh, for yeah. for myself. Now that's not Buffett. Buffett's in, into much more traditional businesses. But although we're getting a lot of gloom at the moment, you know, we've still got COVID going on. We've mm. got a war in Ukraine. We've we've got uh, inflation leading to high interest rates and so forth. Um, I am very confident on the long term. Um, uh, long-term prospect for technology. And yeah. I think the one area of technology that I especially like is clean tech. So these are the kinds of technology which are going to help us with uh, with climate change. Um, you know, particularly things like um, uh, being able to suck carbon out of the atmosphere, which is a lot of work going on. A lot of businesses are, are trying mm. to find the technology to, to do those wow, kinds that'd of be things. Amazing. Yeah, no, it would be. And, and there's some progress in it. There's still a long way to go and probably a lot of money that is going to need to be invested in it. But uh, it would be amazing. It would be uh, absolutely fantastic for the whole globe. Gosh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, right, let's go to a caller. It's Susan, hello. Hi there. Hi. Hi, Susan. Hey, I'm 
Hi. I just have a question um, talking about shares and things like that. What's your opinion on the collectibles? I don't see them as investments because for something to be an investment, it has to give a, a return which is not simply from a change in price. Um, yeah, so no. gold, for example, has has no income. Now, you can buy a, bulk, a, a, a bar of gold and you might make money on it if it goes up in price, but mm-hmm. you might lose money if it goes down. But in between times, mm-hmm. you've got no dividends, no uh, interest payments or, or anything like that. The one thing I'd say about uh, collectibles is that you really need to know what you're doing. If it's art or jewellery or antiques or or the likes, just make sure that you know absolutely what you're doing and what you're buying. Right. Okay. So you would stay away from that kind of investment over shares? I do do personally. I'd I'd much rather buy a business which is going to, even if it hasn't got profits yet, it's got the prospect of profits in the future and those profits will be great and they'll become greater because they will grow. That's, yeah. Yeah. You think of those non-fungible or tokens that um, got a bit of publicity recently. They sound like total nonsense to me, but some people seem to think they're wonderful. Yeah, I I just wondered whether that's something that will take off. I know that Bitcoin has kind of gone down, but I wondered if the collectibles thing was, mm. it sounds like it's taking off, but I mean, you know, really, has it got much substance to it or is it just another phasey thing? Feels well, like, uh, feels it feels like a pyramid it. scheme in a way. It seems to have that sort of level of, in my mind, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Uh, anyway, but, mm. so Martin would say no, Susan. But hey, thanks for your call. Really appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Richard. G'day. G'day. How's it going? Good, thanks. You're with Martin. Hi, Richard. Good, good. Hi, how are you? Um, good. I was just also talking about the technology shares at the moment. I noticed because I've sort of had um, one in, um, what's it called? Oh, Scottish Mortgage, you heard of them? Yep, I do. I know them well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're quite a good company. And I noticed their share price has dropped a lot lately. And yep. like, like and because of the interest rates and that going up, it seems to be yep. a lot of people pulling their money out of the market at the moment. Yes, like out, out, of, out of technology. Yeah, at the moment, which is like, like technology shares are good. But I, I'm just wondering whether it's going to keep getting lower as well because of interest rates going up. <laughs> It may keep going, um, keep going lower for a while. It, it's interesting, but but at some point that'll turn around. And um, yeah, right. again, I go back to the thing that you know, in five or maybe ten years' time, you'd be you'd be very glad uh, you bought them. It's interesting you bring up Scottish Mortgage because Scottish Mortgage is a managed fund, and they invest mostly, yeah. not not completely, in technology. And it's a it's a very good way of getting exposure to te- technology. So I can sit back here and I can say, well, I think clean tech, so technology that's based on um, climate change and such like is a very good place to be. But I don't know which companies in that because I'm, I'm not sitting here all day, every day at my screen trying to research that. So if you buy into some kind of managed fund of which, you know, a Scottish mortgage is, is one, if you buy, you, you allow the professional managers to spend all day, every day looking at their screens and, and trying to figure out what, what they should be buying. And they'll, they'll do it, to be honest, they'll do it better than I would ever do it. The other thing too, I was just going to say too, is that um, with inflation going up, like gold shares and silver shares are probably like, obviously it's probably a bit late to get into them now, but before the inflation started taking off, they would have been good investments probably. 
Well, I uh, possibly, yeah. I'm I'm not that keen on on gold or, or silver. Yeah. Uh, and and Richard, uh, Richard, it's always it's always very easy to invest in hindsight. With hindsight, mm. <laughs> unfortunately, you can't put your money into something um, um, after it's gone up or it's gone down. Interesting. Uh, the Scott, not the most exciting name of a company, is it? Scott? Oh, no, it's not. God, it sounds so dour. But um, <laughs> it's. Yeah, uh, but I, I see there's an article. It's only a day old on ftadvisor.com. Basically, the headline is: Are Scottish mortgage shares now a buy? Because they have had a huge, um, they've had a big drop in the last. Um, they, they, they have, yep. and as technology has generally, as, yeah. as you know, sort of said that at the uh, at the start of the start of the show, um, and. Um, but you know they've been around for a long time. Haven't always been in technology. So and they might Scottish. actually they might actually be a bit of a buy, I guess. But you'd need to. How would you read up about a fund that's a fund? Sort of they do the work for you. But you know what I mean. How would you? You'd go to their website. You could go to other people's websites and see what they say. You can see what the yeah. FT say about them and so forth. And and that's what I'd encourage people to do to understand as much as you possibly can about the things that you're buying, whether yeah. it's a a single company or whether it's something like Scottish Mortgage that probably has exposure to, yeah. I don't know, 300 different companies, quite a lot. Yeah. Hey, Martin, mm. um, we've reached out, reached the end of our time. That's flown by. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it has. It, it really has flown by today. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yep. It's, mm. it's been a fascinating conversation. We look forward to getting on the show again. Jolly God. Yep. Thanks, Tom. Excellent. I hope you'll still get, once you've uh, retired as financial advisor, you'll still be coming on our show, of course. I, I, I will. I'm still working. I've still oh, got good. quite, a, quite a few different good. roles. It's just the financial advice stuff that I've Excellent. dropped. I just sort of put you on the spot there just for a yeah. second. <laughs> good on you. That's, yeah. uh, thank you very much, Martin. That is okay. Martin Hawes, uh, financial advisor. That's uh, That thank wraps you. up Smart Money for the time being uh, because we're going to be back to do our competition for the Jurassic Park. Um, prize, which includes trips to, well, it's trips and um, tickets, uh, accommodation for four, I think. Spending money, five grand, I'll sum it up. But uh, here's a better summary right now, in fact.